Welcome to the Spirit Truth Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Schaefer, and this is a podcast where we talk about leading your church and leading your team in biblically formed worship in spirit and truth. We talk about the worship culture and leadership and music and all of the different things that go into leading worship. Welcome back to the Spirit Truth Worship Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Jimmy Cooper, uh, a longtime friend of the podcast, someone that you might know pretty well from his YouTube channel, Hey Worship Leader. We actually just did a video recently uh, where I'm over on his channel, so go check that out. Uh, I'll put all the links and stuff to his website and his YouTube channel below. You can go check all that out. But <clears throat> Jimmy, you're not just a YouTuber uh, who mm-hmm. helps worship leaders, but you're a worship leader at a local church. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about your local church before we get into the video? Yeah. Appreciate you having me on here. I love coming on here, talking about worship leader things. Uh, Yeah, I've actually just celebrated five years at the church I'm at in January. So five and a half years now. And uh, I love it. I love I think this is the this is the longest uh, ministry that I've been at, you know, without leaving or going. I've been in ministry for years, but uh, staying at the same church has been really refreshing for me because uh, I just get to know people. I'm starting to really feel like I've never experienced past five years before. So it's just a different level. I think I've always been like an agent of change and that's what I was at this ministry as well. Um, but now we're, there's, you know, rhythms have been set and now it's kind of like, there's not a lot of change happening, um, necessarily, but we're starting some new things. I'm I'm excited about it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good season. I'm in Raleigh, Mm -hmm. North Carolina. Uh, yeah. Raleigh, Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah. I was, I like to check on pronunciations before I, I'm always just scared I'm going to say something wrong, you know. I'm going to I'm yeah. going to get on say like Riley or something and and just look like an idiot and so I got to make sure I get it right. Yeah, yeah. Riley. So that's it. Yeah, I've been it's called Open Door Church. I love it. I love ministering. I love like even though I do hate worship leader, uh I never want to leave the local church. Like I feel like that's mm-hmm. my main mission and everything else is like I want to serve local church and right now that's worship ministry, but if I lose my voice and my fingers, I'll do something else. But I want to no, serve local church. No, that's good. I heard uh, Aaron Keys once say, uh, "If you lost your voice tomorrow or lost your ability to play guitar and sing, uh, would you mm. still be any value as a worship leader to your church?" Uh, because uh-huh. worship leading is actually a- about a lot more than just singing. And so, I've always yeah. found that to be an interesting thought of, man. Even if I couldn't do the music side, could I still be valuable as a as a pastor and a leader in my local church? And, and I think that's something good to keep in mind. Uh, and so, Open Door Church in Raleigh is also part of a church planning network. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about y'all's network? Yeah, it's called the Pillar Network. Um, it's growing. I can't, I can't even tell you how many churches are like in the network now. Um, there's like partnership churches and then churches that have been planted. I know our mm-hmm. church specifically over the, the length of time that we've been in there have planted somewhere between 15 and 20 churches. I hope I'm getting that number right. I remember when it was 15, but it might be closer to 19. It seems like the last number I, I heard. Wow. Wow. Um, and so we really have a passion for, for planning churches, equipping pastors and ministry leaders to, um, to, yeah, to plant churches, revitalize. And, uh, I love being kind of like right in the hub. So most of the, the people who like are on the central pillar worship team or they go to our church and, uh, it's just mm-hmm. been great to meet with them. Nate Aiken is one of my good friends. He was actually on the channel, uh, not long ago. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great. I, I love it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, how long? How old is your church? How many years old? I think it was. I think it was birthed in '96 or so, okay. something like okay. that. 
Um, so not something super like that. old. So like 26 not, years old, old, maybe. Yeah. And my pastor has been there a little over 20. I think he just celebrated 20 years recently. Wow. So wow, that's um, awesome. He's actually on sabbatical right now, but he has no plans to stop yet. He's not old enough to retire. I don't, he doesn't want to retire. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. I remember this past year he said, uh, he's like, all right, I've been here, I think 20 years and I've preached through the whole Bible. Um, wow. and so he's like, I don't know what else to do, but start over. So we started in Genesis again and kind of wow, awesome. went through it and he, he's laid out another, uh, a plan of, you know, he, he's pretty good at making a whole year plan, five year plan. And then until he retires kind of general plan. So it's been exciting. It's a good time to be at open door. And, uh, yeah, it's not a huge church. Let's see. We run just, just so people know, I think it's like right now, post COVID we're about five fifty um, in the auditorium, in the worship center between two services. So our 9am service would run less than half of that. That's the less attended service. And then the 11 o'clock service is more heavily attended. Um, our goal, our goal is to have one service. So in order to do that, we could do it right now, most likely, but if we surge, I mean, like, I think five, I think I I can't remember somewhere around 600 is like our max capacity. And so Roughly, you know, averaging 550 when we have a surge on a Sunday, then we couldn't fit anybody. And so we can't do one service. But several of us are really pushing for one service. I, I would love to do that, especially from wow. a logistics standpoint, but more of a just like everyone being together as one one gathered body. I would just love yeah. that. Um, and so we're hoping to build a, um, a balcony that would allow nice. us to have enough yeah. seats. So anyways, I'm excited about it. That's cool. No, I love just hearing a little bit about kind of the context you're in, especially for listeners. I mean, there are people from a lot of different church sizes that are going to listen to this. And so some with churches of 50, uh, some, a lot of church plants I know that are listening in. I know some worship leaders who I've connected with who uh, kind of follow along with the YouTube channel, the podcast. And so it's just a lot of different kind of sizes, different church dynamics. And so uh, we're normal worship leaders. I think that's always helpful. Like we're not yeah. uh, like, you know, I don't know the right words to say, but we're not like celebrity worship leaders. Like, you know, we don't do, we don't have huge platforms and, uh, we're not like writing like, you know, billboard top 100 worship songs. We're just normal guys leading at our local churches. Hopefully, uh, having something to offer. Uh, yeah, I, one of our network, uh, lead pastors, uh, said that, man, he, he doesn't approach, uh, preaching as someone who's like figured it all out and knows everything, but he likes to approach it as a beggar who's showing other beggars where he found some bread. And like, that's all we are. We're beggars who go, man, we found a few things that work for our ministries that we want to share. Um, and man, I'd even love at some point for us to do a podcast episode on, uh, like tenure of like how long you've stayed at different churches and like what caused some of those moves. Cause I too, this is my third church that I've worked at and I've only been in full-time ministry for seven years. So seven years split between three yeah. churches. Um, and so it was about three and a half at one church, three and a half at another church. And then, uh, the last year, uh, has been here. And so almost eight years, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just interesting to think about that. You know, it's like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm kind of also everywhere I've been, there's been a lot of change. I showed mm-hmm. up, maybe implemented a whole new service style or maybe implemented a new way of thinking through like building volunteer teams and, uh, anyways, and then have gotten to do that here. And so I'm, I'm kind of like, I made a joke when we moved here. It's like, man, if we love it, we can stay. Uh, but I, I get that bug of wanting to change stuff so quickly. I was like, luckily we're at a church planning network. And so if I, if I want to leave, I can just go plant a church. And so, uh, 
and my wife doesn't appreciate it when I joke about making us move a whole bunch. But anyways, that's a whole nother conversation. But today, uh, we're going to talk uh, about uh, the temptation of comparison. So as we're talking even about church sizes, and maybe there's some people who are like, oh, man, you know, it's, I wish our church was was 550. Or man, I wish our church, maybe it's a church of 550 going, I wish our church was 1000 or a church of 1000. going, Man, I wish we could do what elevation does and what passion does. And I wish our church had, you know, whatever. But I think that that's kind of this modern invention. Uh, and, you know, we also, you know, even my church runs about a thousand a week. Um, and I just think, you know, we're all kind of doing the same thing, you know, and we're all trying to strive for excellence and want to serve the Lord. Uh, but this temptation towards comparison uh, is real and it became heightened during COVID. I really believe that as uh, almost every church moved to having some kind of online expression, the temptation for wanting to uh, kind of find what the other churches in your area are doing and compare yourself or the temptation to look at the biggest churches in the country and not compare like what the Lord's doing in your church to what the Lord's doing in their church. But it's almost more of, man, what does my live stream look and sound like? And then I'm going to go compare it to these like you know, all-star, you know, record yep. label worship teams. And so I'd love, maybe even before we get into this, uh, we were sharing a little bit of just some funny stories of uh, maybe I was trying to see if it was on your live stream. This is my favorite part of the live stream is the rise of the worship fail. So, and yes. I think, I think worship fails are God's gift. Like, I think it is the grace of the Lord to a, uh, a live stream and comparison fueled worship culture, uh, that we have these moments, uh, where even, you know, Shane and Shane or Corey Asbury, who like these really like amazing worship leaders have these hilarious worship fails, but you had one from just the other day. You want to share about I it? Did. I did. And luckily it was not, it was in the 9am service, which we do not live stream. And, uh, yeah, we live stream still. We, our church is not a fan of live streaming because they just want, you know, they want people to be at church, you know, so our live streams right now are, are basically for our, our shut-ins. We have some families who are dealing with illness who can't come. And so that's, that's why we still do a live stream. Um, but yes, I had a fail and, uh, I say a fail. It, I'm not perfect. And, uh, it happens often, but this past Sunday, it was a little more highlighted just because I, I just couldn't stop talking. I kept saying things. I was saying the things that were in my head. So I was reading a scripture and, uh, I, I missed, as I was reading it, I missed the word then. And I was telling you before, like, it's one of these scriptures that I almost have the whole chunk of it memorized, but just enough to hurt me. So I got, I got ahead of myself and I was like, oh, I missed the word then. And that's the whole point of this. It's like this and then this. And so I went back to read it. And then as I corrected myself, I kept stumbling over my words and I even started talking to them like, I can't even read. Like I was talking to my church. It's like, I can't even read. I butchered this text. I'm going to start over because it's God's word and he deserves it. But uh, yeah, I would just wanted wow. to run off stage. And I remember thinking, why am I talking so much? I don't know why I'm talking so much. Oh, oh that's my goodness. so good. Man, hey, you're going to have to edit just a little bit. Let me pause us for a second. My bug dude just showed up. He's spraying for, I don't know if you can hear it, but he's spraying for mosquitoes. And it's like... I I can't hear it. It's yeah, okay. no, I cannot I'll just, hear it. I'll just but. ignore it, but he might be coming like right by my window in a second. Yeah. He's like waving at me. <laughs> You're waving. That's awesome. I, I may edit this out, but if I don't edit this out okay. for okay. all well, of we'll the, the, for all the here, podcast so listeners, 
Okay. I, I apologize. That's great. Anyways. No, uh, no, I think that's hilarious, man. That's such a funny story. And, you know, I, I've said this to worship leaders before of like, you know, we have this tendency of talking and then you kind of just like, you know, stream of consciousness, you just keep going. And, and I've said before, it's like, man, sometimes you say it once and then you say it a second time. And the second time you say it, you think it's going to give emphasis, but actually just erase the first time you said it. people just kind of like, why are they still talking? And, still man, talk? Yeah. We, when uh, can, when dangerous things can start happening. At least for me, when I keep talking, it's like, I need to just stop right now. I'm yeah, done. Yeah. Like every Every time you try to do a shepherding moment about the Trinity and you're halfway through it and you realize you're actually just saying something heretical and you're like, ah, I'm going to be talked to by my elders later. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think those moments are funny. They remind us that we're all human. We all make mistakes. Uh, but also, uh, I love when I find those on my favorite are finding like really good worship leaders. I have, I have a friend, uh, that I think is that uh, he'll be on the podcast in a few weeks. Maybe I'll bring it up with him. Uh, but man, he's one of the best worship leaders, probably the best worship leader. I know one of the best vocalists I've, I know, but they, man, they had an auto tune fail at a church. He was filling in at this weekend and it was glorious. I mean, it was I mean, truly glorious. And I definitely uh, want you to send it to me. I need, I need to hear it. Oh, I'll, I'll send it to you. It'll make you feel good. I love comparing myself to other people when they fail. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay. The temptation is real. The temptation for comparison. So, uh, you sent me some thoughts, uh, which I, I loved, I read through and I thought was super good, but why, why don't we just walk through and, and kind of, yeah, just vamp for a little while on, yeah, maybe some of the reasons why we, uh, compare and then some of the remedies for how we can maybe, uh, grow out of and, and kind of grow beyond always wanting to compare ourselves to other ministries. Dude, you're such a worship leader. You said vamp. <laughs> I've, Dude. I've been, I've been to, I've been to other churches where there were older members and they were like, what did you just say? Cause apparently the word vamp had a different meaning a generation or two ago. No. It, yeah. I didn't ever oh. look it up, but apparently I, it's lady of the night. Which, I, dude, I, I, you can't be saying that on my podcast, man. You can't just drop the line. I can't even say it. You can't do that, Jimmy. You're going to have to edit. Hey, temptation <laughs> of comparison. Yeah. Like like you said, um, I think... <laughs> I'm like red now. Okay, you're definitely going to have to edit this. Yeah, like you said, um, comparison can be brutal these days because of the internet. And I think, like you said, the you know COVID really highlighted things. And, and it's mm -hmm. still... It's something that doesn't, we all have to, like, we all have to be careful with this. Cause even me, like, I'm not past it. You're probably not past it. Like even no. little things like we're both making this video and I'm looking at your lighting and you know, every, I think our, it's in our nature yeah. to compare and you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that can, um, really hit us in the heart and like begin to act like a poison. So I was trying to think through two categories. I don't know if these really make sense, but like comparison is not always a problem. Um, I like to compare myself yeah. so that it challenges me. So I was trying to think of like comparison as a reference can be a great mm. thing because if, if you're not even willing, cause I know people, I'm trying to think of every, every situation. There are people that don't mind to compare or they don't even like desire comparing at all because uh, I don't know why, but it seems like I'm like, well, you need to like, look at what's out there because what you're doing is not good enough. Like go ahead and, and see other people that are doing things in your field, whether it's vocals or guitar playing styles or just leading. And, uh, I think there's, 
comparison on that level can help us improve our craft for mm-hmm. the kids. So he deserves it. So like we're called yeah, to do good. Uh, what we're called to do in ministry. And I think that if we uh, spend the time to hone our craft, that can be a healthy thing. And comparison, if we even want to call that comparison, I think that can be a that can be a healthy thing. And so I challenge people that just ignore all kinds of comparison and stay in the ruts that they're in, and they're never. In yeah. Wow. No, that's good. Like, don't be afraid to to see what's out there and, and grow. Like, don't be afraid to be a learner. I think that's the heart of it. I think we as worship leaders uh, are are learners because yeah. if we're going to be teaching, we have to learn. And so there's that side of it. I just wanted to like have a disclaimer, but when we get into comparison as judging, maybe there's a better word, but like whether you're judging other people or you're judging mm. yourself. So like whether you're trying oh, to make yeah. yourself better, like, Oh, even, even Dalton fails or even Jimmy fails at, at talking like that. I mm. guess that can be healthy. Like I said, for like a reference, like, okay, they're human. That's great. Um, but when you start, like judging other people like, well, I'm, I'm better than them. Like, I don't, I'm not that bad or whatever it is. Like whether yeah, it's well, yeah. bleeding and, or guitar tone or vocals or like, I, so, so I struggle with this myself because people will often ask me because I'm on YouTube, like, Hey, where's the link to your live stream? And I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to share that with you because <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want them comparing because, uh, you know, wow. I'm at a church we're about five fifty adults, I guess. So our, we have more, than that, that attend on a weekend, but that's like adults in the worship center. Um, but like the budget for that size church, the tech and worship budget is like a lot smaller than other churches that are similar at that attendance range. Um, so, Mm -hmm. so like there is not a lot of money that's put into tech and it it has increased since I've been there. Like we actually, I'm I'm saying this now, we just got a brand new sub sound system and we hung our subs last weekend and got filled and it sounds amazing. We got a new soundboard and all that stuff has happened in the last year or two. Um, but like comparison wise, when I visited other churches that are about the same size, they got like way more, they invest way more in tech than our church does. And our church uh, leadership is like, Hey, we're going to do what we need to do for that, for, for worship production Mm -hmm. and and get by, but we're not trying to create a show and they're going to put their money towards church planning. That's just, that's, that's the hard. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in a very similar, but real fast, I have a few questions. What kind of soundboard did you guys just get so I can compare it to ours? Yeah. Oh, well, I hope it just blows yours out of the water. <laughs> no, we, what, uh, I hope you feel you get? really bad when I tell you that we got the Behringer wing. Oh, Hey, I've heard a lot of really good stuff about that. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to hear about how that works for you guys soon. We'll do a whole lo- another episode on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Which uh, cool. I'm not behind the soundboard like ever, but it is pretty. And I have watched, I, I I'm learning, I'm learning a little bit. <laughs> I love so. you. You sound like we know nothing about soundboards. Oh, it looks pretty and I've watched and it has lights on it and like a screen. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. I love music. it. Yeah. Well, all joking aside, we're, we're in a very similar boat in the fact that I think in a church, our size, like our live stream, uh, other than like at Christmas and Easter, we're just running one camera. We've simplified it. We don't have someone manning the live stream. We don't have a separate mix. It's just chained off our board. Mm. It's just a wide shot of the room. That's all that's happening on the live stream. We've intentionally said that we don't want to invest any money into our live stream because we don't want people 
watching the live stream. Like it's there. If someone absolutely can't make it, it's there so that they can still hear the sermon, participate in worship. But we recognize that watching on a live stream isn't actually the church. It's not Mm. being a part of the gathering. Uh, We don't encourage people to take communion at home by themselves because they're not taking communion with the church as part of the gathering. I know there are some people that have a different view on that and that's totally fine, but we've intentionally said that we want to, not invest a lot of money in the live stream and making that better and improving it. Uh, because at the end of the day, like that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying and there are a lot of churches. You think of, uh, Bob Coughlin and sovereign grace. Mm. You're not going to find a live stream of them. You're Mm. not, you're not going to go there. It doesn't exist. You think of, uh, Austin stone, Austin stone worship their, their team. They're not doing, they have an amazing production team and they're killing it with writing songs and resourcing the church. Their live stream is a wide shot, one, you know, nothing special. Uh, it's not overproduced. It's just one shot the whole time. And it's not even of like Aaron Ivy, their head worship leader. It's like just one of the other worship leaders at a different, you know, campus service. And so, yeah, I mean, they're just not playing the same game of like trying to use the live stream as this like, uh, online church, online church thing. And so I think there's, it's just helpful to know that we're not trying to do that because we Mm want to, put our money towards church planting. That's both of our churches are in that same boat of going. Actually, one of our pastors told me when I came on, he's like, man, there's going to be certain things that, that we're just going to say no to. We're going to, and other churches are going to do them. We're going to say no every time because what we're going to say yes to is planting churches and university centers across the country Mm -hmm. and across the world. Uh, and there are a lot of churches who are saying no to planting churches. They go decades, uh, hundred years. Yeah. I know churches that are a hundred years old that still haven't planted a church yet, uh, right. but we're not going to be that church. We're going to, mm. we're going to plant churches every few years. We're going to raise a pastor, a team. We're going to send out, uh, uh, not just a staff team, but even like maybe like 50 of our members to all move together and plant a church. And so I just think it's good to know that we're trying to do different things. And so sometimes the comparison game, you start thinking, Oh man, they're doing that. And that's what every church should be doing. So yeah. we got to be doing that. And that, that church might not be doing things that your church is uniquely called to. So I think just knowing your own identity, uh, and, and what God's called your church to is, is helpful when you're, when you're thinking about all that. So, um, yeah, let's keep going. This is yeah. great. I love this. Yeah. I think, I think, um, so I'm thinking through ways, like you said, how can we avoid this? You know, sp- specifically the comparison of a judging. I do want to say like, this does not, and I think we hit on this a little bit already, but this does not mean we stop pursuing excellence. Mm-hmm. Like just because somebody else is doing something doesn't mean I have to do it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still, because, and I think people even get, get this backwards of like, well, we're going to pursue excellence, but you kind of have to put the why behind it because God deserves it. Like he's the King. I, I yeah. always try to say yeah. like, you know, we are servants in the, in the King's castle almost. I always like to say like, there's this, there's, if you think of a King who has a birthday and you, you, you see everybody baking and preparing all the party things and everybody's doing stuff for the King. It's not so they are, um, celebrated. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I feel like on Sunday mornings when we're coming specifically when we gather, like we're there to serve the body, but we're there to honor him. And so that deserves, his best. That's one main big reason. And the second reason is we don't want to be a distraction. You've said it often is I think John Piper's yeah. thing, uh, undistracting excellence. Um, yeah. man, those, those things, I wanted to say that like, we're not avoiding comparison, comparing so that we're not pursuing excellence. Like still, I'm still pursuing excellence at my church with the budget I have with the things I have and the people and the teams I have. 
still doing that. But what keeps me and this, these are, this is a working list that I'm still trying to, to work with because comparing never escapes us, but practical ways that we can avoid this unhealthy poison of comparison um, is first pray. Uh, I, I don't want to just say that at the front just to say it. Like literally no one's going to help you better than Christ in you yeah. changing you. And so that, that I don't want to just say, well, of course pray, but then also do this, but no, like seriously, if, if that root of bitterness or just um, whether it's, whether it's bitterness or just uh, self, man, I can't think of the word, but just putting yourself down. Um, mm. Man, I'm just not like a lot of people live in, in this um, like depression and that's, that's a real thing, but to add to it, of like, well, I'm just not good enough because I see elevation or I see Hillsong. I will never be able to do that. Um, God, God has called you. Um, he has you where he wants you and he's given you everything that you need to do what he wants you to do. Like the assignment yeah. you're on, you have everything you need. That doesn't mean you don't grow, um, but you have everything you need. So I, I want to say that because like if you're at a place and you, you have 50 people and you have no production budget and you're in a living room, like you have everything you need to to lead people to worship God. And, um, and I, I pray that people, people see that and they don't just see like live streams and, and think, Oh, I, that, mm. that's what we have to do. Um, yeah. so pray number two, like check your heart. See, see, like, do I have a tendency to, to just be lazy when I see other people like, Oh, I'll never do that. Or am I like, Oh, I have to do that. And that overwhelms mm. me of like, I have to have this because they have it. Um, yeah, that marked early on in my, my worship ministry of like that, that sort of unhealthy comparing, I would, elevation was right down the road. Like we would go on, they had like a Thursday night service for a while, I think. And we would go or the Saturday night, Sunday night, and we would go check it out. And it was in the name of, um, investigating to see how we can improve. Like, Oh, if elevation is doing it, then we can do it. And some of that could be healthy. Cause I saw, I mean, they do everything with excellence. Like it's, it's. When you show up, like everyone from the greeters, in my experience, when I went there early on, they just loved people. And so that mm -hmm. part was great. But then seeing the tech, I was just like, oh, they do this, they do that. So we got to do that. And they, my heart was not in a good place every time I would do that. And so um, so I would say, as you're praying, ask the Holy Spirit, check your heart to see which way you're leaning. And uh, that way, you know, like, yeah, I, I like name it. Like, I tend to do this. I should stop. Like, this is not a fruit of the spirit for me to, to keep going down this trail. Um, wow. and then I was thinking like, like you said, the live streams, COVID, I think social media, uh, that's like maybe taking a fast from that. So I tend to try to mm -hmm. do that every now and then, especially when I find myself, like I use it for, Hey, worship leader, but then I find myself just wasting time and I'm like, okay, I gotta like put this down, take it off my phone for a while. And, uh, just, just like maybe catch up on like my laptop because that keeps me off my phone. I'll do that from time to time. Just to like almost as an, an offering of worship to God, like, Hey, I don't want this to control me. It has, I want you to be more a part mm -hmm. of my life than, than yeah, social media is on my phone. So, um, our intake, I've heard you even say on your channel, like your, your intake, guard your intake. Um, yeah. and so that's, that's another practical thing. Just take social off your phone for a little bit, fast from it, and yeah. like, and then use that time to pray. Um, and then, yeah, I've already said what I want to say about, like, remember that God has you right where he wants you. There's no mistakes. He might have you in a place of learning. He might have you in a place of growth. He might have you in a place of just wanting to know if you're just going to be obedient and faithful, even when things around you aren't right. 
And maybe people mm-hmm. are watching you to see how you're going to respond when things aren't right. So live in that. And we see people in scripture yeah. who both have been in trials and um, some of them failed and some of them rose to the occasion and gave all the glory to God. And so just know that people could be, could be watching you. So God, God has you where, where you're supposed to be. So, so be there. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Dude, that's so good. I just want to say too, like, I love what you said about like, there's two ditches on that. Like if you're lazy or a striver that you could, it can kind of pull your heart in different ways of one is just being apathetic and actually not doing what the Lord's calling you to do well. Uh, but then there's what, what I feel like I have, and maybe, maybe you feel this too, is that, <clears throat> that tendency to eat, Yeah. Look and go, man, I wish I could do that. And then you start putting the pressure on your volunteers. And so I think one mm-hmm. of the things that came to mind for me was as we think about serving our volunteer teams well and leading them, uh, when we start comparing to these places that maybe pay all their musicians, uh, or maybe bring in professional musicians who don't even go to their church or just have a really high standard of going, no, you have to be at this level. And they're in their huge churches. They're 10,000 people churches that have way more resources and availability than we, we might at our own churches. And you start to put that pressure on your volunteers. It will crush them. No, mm-hmm. no, a 40 year old with a full-time job and three kids has the margin to be as good of an electric guitar player as a professional touring musician who's playing at elevation. It's just not a reality for most churches and, and they don't have to do that to play really well. They don't have to be that good to serve your church at a high level. They don't have to be that good to play with excellence. If, if we define excellence in a healthy way, They don't need to be that. And and I don't think we need to ask them to try to be that. So I think that's one thing that came to mind for me and resource your team. Well, like there are resources like the worship initiative that make it really Mm -hmm. easy to learn parts and simplify things and go, okay, I can actually play at a pretty high level without it taking me a ton of time. Maybe I can just give an hour or two and I can have all my stuff uh, learned for, for Sunday. Fasting from social media is I think super helpful some rhythms that I have found helpful is this, uh, is like trying to take like a Sabbath, like maybe take one day a week. Uh, so my wife and I have been just turning off the socials on Saturday. So Friday night through Saturday night, we turn it off, spend more time together. It's super nice. Uh, I took a whole month off in October last year, probably mm-hmm. going to do that again. Our baby is due in September. Uh, yeah, I want, I want to be able to post all about the birth and all stuff in September, but then October probably going to take the whole month off again. Uh, uh-huh. and I just think that, yeah, there's some, some healthy rhythms. I know guys who take a day off a week, a week off a month, a month off a year, and that's their rhythm. And I, uh-huh. it's been really good for the people I know who are doing that. So those are some, just some, uh, thoughts. And yeah, I mean, if God has you in a particular place, he has you there for a reason. I served at a church that I loved and I thought it'd be at forever. The church that I started going to as a new believer. And then the Lord, uh, through a time of fasting and prayer, moved my wife and I to Fellowship Bible Church, where I was at uh, for three and a half years, where I grew so much as a leader and a worship leader and a musician and all of that aspects. I learned how to shepherd teams better. I learned how to uh, like lead worship better, uh, to think more theologically. And then the Lord moved us to a church planning network where we now get to take everything that the previous seven or eight years had, had, uh, invested in us. And we get to now turn around and pour that out. And, and it's, it's one of those places where you're like, Oh Lord, like if I moved within three years, did you really even want me there? Did I, did I miss it? Was that the wrong season? Was that the wrong place? And it's like, no, like that was actually exactly what we needed to be prepared for this season that we're in. And who knows what our next season will look like, but 
you know, it's like the Lord's using what we're doing right now to prepare you for that. So no, I think yeah. that's super good. Um, do you have any other thoughts kind of around comparison that you want to share? Yeah. Um, and I just now thought of it based on something you said, uh, at the beginning there. Um, I think maybe some people might be blind to their comparison problem, if that's what we're calling it. And so I was yeah. thinking of like a tell, uh, would be how you treat your volunteers. Like you said, resource mm. them. Well, I think sometimes, yeah. especially early on when I was struggling with this, I was way harder on my volunteers and I would might yep. snap at them or like, come on, man. I mean, can't you do this? Especially if we were all yep. around the same age. Wow. Wow. And I think, I think that might be a tell of the, some of it might just be the culture you've set. Um, as I've gotten older, I've just realized like Jesus loved people. I need to love people above everything else. And so wow. I still hold my team to a high standard, but I'm so much more gracious now. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's it. I, yeah. I, I try, I try to like, if, if I'm, if I'm comparing constantly and I can't escape it, then every time my drummer is falling off the click or he does some weird drum fill that I know elevation wouldn't do, I'm like, <laughs> I, I would tend to like, just get on to him about that or snap at people or, you know, just, that may have more to do with personality, but I think that can, um, that, that stuff can come out when you have an unhealthy comparison, you live in that comparison world. Uh, so that's, that's just something that came to mind, just like a tell that maybe you might be blind to it, but if, if your if your culture is that way, you find yourself snapping at people or people are leaving your team more than they're joining your team. These, these might be, uh, signs that you're, you're dealing with this, uh, maybe some wow. other issues as well, but this could be one. Wow. Of them. No, that's super good. That I would say that the first few years of my ministry were marked by both unhealthy comparison and to frustration with my teams mm -hmm. because I wanted them to be, you know, whatever I was seeing on other people's live streams and, and playing at a level that was like far, be, in, far beyond my own. Like I couldn't execute at the level I was asking other people to execute at. And then right. I'd say you just in, in closing thoughts, one is man, that was all like, super helpful, super good. I really appreciate your thoughts on, on this. And it's something I think that really plagues worship leaders. Uh, and then second, just saying that, um, yeah, I think that we, we get into this idea that excellence equals faithfulness or excellence equals success. But I know mm -hmm. for my own ministry that there have been seasons where I didn't have the, the best team in terms of excellence. Uh, and if you were on one of my former teams, I love you. I'm so thankful Apologies. for you. You're killing it. Uh, yeah. And I apologize if I ever was frustrated. Uh, but I've, I've played, especially I remember at my first church, this, uh, a church in Conway, Arkansas. And we had started a college ministry and a, and a worship team for the college ministry. When I was there and then, uh, started a contemporary service. And I remember some of the, to this day, the most powerful moments of encountering the Lord being transformed under his word and really sweet moments of, of corporate singing and worship and people mm -hmm. like coming forward and like kneeling at the front of the stage and people would like rush up to the front just to pray for them and just some really sweet things that were happening. And, and it wasn't the most excellent team musically, but it was mm -hmm. some of the most fruitful moments of worship where, where I experienced the transformative work of Christ in my own heart. And I just go, man, I want that kind of purity uh, in my ministry of going, man, it actually doesn't matter if the live stream is going to blow people away. Like the spirit of God is ministering to people when we gather in worship. 
It, it, it's always happening. We don't always have eyes to see it, but God is working in your church when you gather. Uh, I, I'm just reminded of Ephesians 5, be filled with the Spirit as you address one another in psalms, hymns, and spirits, spiritual songs. Like God is doing a work by His Spirit among us. And I would hate to miss that because I'm so concerned about the drum fill or the guitar tone right. being just right. Because you know what? Most of our people don't care about the drum fill and the guitar tone. They're there to encounter the Lord and they need it. And so, man, I think yeah. that's so good. Don't let comparison steal your joy. Don't let comparison steal, uh, the calling that God has on your life. I even, uh, yeah, even today. So this is like this morning I'm, I'm like working on, uh, singing a song that I just never sung before. And I just, I hated the way my voice sounded on it. I was like recording it and listening back to it. I'm like, dude, this sounds really bad. And I've always been a little self-conscious about my voice as a, as a worship leader. And I think because I've heard like growing up, I had things like spoken over me of going like, I don't think you're ever going to be a singer. And now I sing for my job all the time. And I'm so self-conscious. I've like released songs online. I listen to my voice and there are moments where I'm like, dude, I've made a lot of progress. It's sounding good. I'm happy. with." And then I'll have a moment like this morning. I sound so bad. Whoever let me be a worship leader. Am I, am I going to get fired because I like can't sing well enough? Like, and I have these thoughts like for real. And it's this comparison that's like, it's, it's going like, dude, you're not good enough. Uh, the Lord hasn't really gifted you in that way to lead, even though surely that's not true, but, but it's just a real thing that people struggle with. And so if that's you, you're not alone. Uh, if you need to talk or, or you just want someone to reach out to and just share your story, feel free to message me. Uh, you can, uh, go to my website, don't share music.com and contact me there, or you can go on, you know, the Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever, and just send me a message. But man, we want to encourage you. The Lord, he, he has you where he wants you and he, he wants to use you there. And so, uh, Jimmy, thanks again, man, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, talking about something I think is really important. I think it's going to be a, a really helpful thing for some, some worship leaders to listen to. And man, if, uh, if you found this helpful, we'd love it. If you'd, uh, like this video, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're, uh, listening to in a podcast, man, we would appreciate a five-star review. Uh, we're not interested in four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star. We want a five-star review, uh, and, and just type some notes about how much you like Jimmy and how helpful yeah. this was for you. Uh, and anything else you can take that, uh, you can write it down and you can, uh, you can put that in the offering plate at your local church. Uh, but mm. we don't want that here. And so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, wouldn't that be horrible? Depends on how much you edit out of the things I've said in this, uh, podcast. Oh man. Yeah. There, there, if there's a weird chunk in the middle where it just like suddenly jumps and it's like, Oh, something happened that, uh, something, something did happen and you may, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it makes it. But anyways, so man, we, we appreciate you, Jimmy. Thanks for coming on and yeah, we'll hopefully see you guys in the next episode.